Hi there. So what I wanted to chat with you about today is ways to improve your likelihood of meeting your goals. So for goals as writers, this can be word count goals. This can be how many books you publish in a month or a year goals, any type of goal that you set for yourself, your business, even things like your physical well-being, which is so intricately connected to our writing lives. So these are just several ideas of ways to increase the likelihood that you are going to fulfill the goals you create. The biggest, most effective way is also the easiest, and that is just to write down your goals. There have been study after study after study that show the statistics are anywhere, you know, there's a range, but about 50% seems to be what a lot of scientists and researchers sort of settle on. You are 50% more likely to achieve your goal if you write it down just once. If you write it down every day, it drastically increases. I had a huge surge in my writing career a couple summers ago. I put one of my, well, I put book one of my most popular series at 99 cents for one month. And my goal was to sell 5,000 copies. And I wrote down that goal every single day and ended up making the, the achieving my goal. And one of the reasons that writing it down was so effective, it kept it totally on the forefront of my mind, which is important. And it got my subconscious working on it as well. So I was like two days before the end of the month and about 500 sales short of where I wanted to be. And so I kind of decided to tell myself, well, you know what? You did a good enough job. You sold a lot of copies. You made more money than you ever had before. It's okay if you end up with, you know, 500 sales short of what you were going for. But then I remembered that in all of my tabulations, I had not accounted for the audiobook sales that I had been earning that month. So I got out of bed. It was like 1130 at night. I got out of bed and I went to ACX to see and when I added my audiobook sales, I realized I was only like 70 sales short of my goal. And so that gave me the momentum to do like one or two extra promotions that I wouldn't have done, right? A little bit more money to the ads, one more email than what I would have done. And it ended up making the goal. And that would not have happened if I hadn't written down the goal and continued to write that goal down every single day. It was really, really critical to my success there. Some others also like to give themselves consequences for achieving their goals. And some people even like to give negative consequences if they fail to meet the goal. So ideas for like positively reinforcing your goal. This could be something like, I'm going to write 60,000 words. And when I'm done, I'm going to buy myself those nice slippers that I've been eyeing. Or I've shared before how for an entire year, I would give myself a dollar every time I wrote a thousand words. And every time I got enough money, I would hire someone to come and clean the house. That was my reward for working hard on my word counts. A lot of the house plants you see behind me are presents I bought myself after I finished a book. It can be something really, really small. Like if I get my word count goal today, I'm going to put a little bit of sweetener in my coffee instead of having it black, right? It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be anything that's out of the budget or anything like that. Some people, I'm not in this camp, but some people will like to give themselves negative consequences if they fail to meet their goal. One author that I read about set 
an automated tweet that was scheduled to go out at like 6, 10 in the morning every day. And it said something like, if you're reading this tweet, it means I'm lazy and didn't get up when I was supposed to. And so every day he had a reason to get up right at six and turn off that auto tweet so that he wouldn't be embarrassed. Some people will even set a goal and they'll say something like, if I don't meet this goal, then I'm going to send $100 to this charity that I hate <laughs> or something like that. So again, I don't love those kinds of things. I don't feel like I want to be compelled to do things out of fear of embarrassment. And I certainly wouldn't want to, you know, spend money supporting something that was against what I believed in. But for some people, that's actually very, very motivating. So think about some positive consequences. And if it fits your personality, you can even think about some negative consequences for if you fail to meet your goal. Another hugely important factor is to set the right kind of goal to begin with. Your goal really needs to align with your core beliefs, your core values, and your core passions. And so if you are somebody who loves the idea of writing because you want to impact the world in a positive way, your goal your driving force might not be to sell a million copies. Your goal might be to get $1,000 raised for charity. I'm not saying we need to play smaller than our dreams. I definitely want to encourage you to dream big, but it doesn't have to be the type of goal that most authors are making. Maybe for you, a monetary goal doesn't resonate with you. Maybe your goal truly is like, I want to get that one email from the person who said that my book changed their life or I want to win this award that's well-recognized in my genre amongst my peers, right? And so setting the right kind of goal is going to help you. Maybe you have no desire to be a rapid release author, in which case there's no reason to set a goal to publish a book a month if it goes, especially if it goes against your core personality and your core values, well, then it's the wrong kind of goal. And so you're not going to feel motivated to pursue it to begin with. So we really want to connect with the why behind we're doing what we're doing. And that's another way to increase the chances of your goal actually happening. Remember why you're doing it and dig as deep as you can. So maybe your goal is, I want to, I want to sell $1,000 worth of books a month. Okay, so then ask yourself why. Why that number? Why do you want to do it? And so maybe your answer is, well, because that's what's going to pay the rent. Okay. What's so big about paying the rent? Well, because I want to feel like I am making a, a significant financial contribution to the family budget. Why? Because I love my family and I want them to feel taken care of. Boom. That's your deepest why, right? And so you can keep asking yourself, whatever your goal is, keep asking yourself why that goal, why that number, why that specific until you get to the real root of it. And that's the why that you want to connect to. I do a lot of fundraising with my novels. And one of my goals from, I think even before my first book was published was I went to, before I die, to have raised over a million dollars for charity and for causes that I believe in. Okay, why? Well, because I want to know that I made a significant and lasting impact on the entire globe, right? For me, yeah, I would love to get the email from the person that says your book changed my life, but I want to make it bigger, right? And that's why I'm saying totally fine to dream big. I want to know that I have left a lasting impact on the entire planet. And so that is what I connect to with my why.
Another way to make yourself even more likely to achieve the goals that you set is to surround yourself with successful people who also are working toward similar goals. So let's say that you started with this author group 10 years ago and it's a group of 10 and these are such important people in your life, but eight of them have only published one book. Seven of them are bitter because their book didn't sell. The other one doesn't even like the idea of indie publishing and is holding off for a traditional contract. And every time you get together with this group that started out as such a core important group for you, the only conversation is how hard it is to get your book sold on Amazon and why Amazon is so hard on authors for visibility and they're just out to get our money because now we have to pay them to run ads or else our books don't sell. That is a very negative energy drain on you and on your dreams. And we are created in our core to not really want to rock the boat too much. I know that certain personalities are totally fine being more out there than others, but in general, we don't like to be the outliers. And so if you feel like you show up to that meeting super excited because you just had your first five-figure sales month, you're probably correct to assume that that's not going to be the right venue to celebrate. Those, those friends of yours are not the right people to congratulate you on your success because they're still stuck and bitter. They're playing victim. And I'm not trying to be mean. You can still be kind to them. You can still hang out with them. But it's also really, really important to find a new group of people who are as committed to growth and success as you are. It might not even be an author group of friends. It might be business people or people who have fitness or health goals, but surrounding yourself with motivating, inspiring people who are going to congratulate you on your successes. is going to be so critical. I'm not saying we have to go around like sharing our, our sales numbers <laughs> with the world, right? Like in, in many circles, that's crass and not socially acceptable. What I'm saying is you never want to be part of a group where you would be embarrassed to share about the successes either that you have or the success that you're dreaming of, right? Because either one of two things will happen. If you say, hey, you know what? I'm really aiming to make five figures in book sales this month. And if everybody around you is stuck and bitter, they're going to try to put you back in place. They're going to say, oh, well, good luck doing that without ads. Or they're going to say, you know, well, sure, you can do that, but you're going to be spending thousands of dollars and not making any profit anyway. Things like that. They're going to be saying things that are going to try to hold you back to be in the same spot that they are. Or maybe you've already achieved that success. And what happens then is if they find out about your success, then they're looking down their nose at you. They're saying, oh, well, you must have gotten the lucky break or, you know, you must, they're not going to be happy for you. They're going to be upset because you're the one who's broken out of their self-imposed box and you're achieving success that they don't think is possible for them. And so subconsciously, they don't want it to be possible for you either. So again, I'm not saying we just turn our backs on everybody and act mean and cold and ignore people that we called friends. I'm saying that we need to be deliberate in leveling up our social interactions and finding a community of inspiring, like-minded individuals. And then one more last tip or idea to share with you is to actually create a curriculum or create a plan, right? So 
let's take this in like nutrition. Let's say you want to, you want to start eating healthier and getting, you know, paying more attention to the nutrients that you take in your body. You can create a plan or have a nutritionist create a plan for you. Like here's your game plan. Here's your weekly menu. Here's what you're going to eat. Same thing with exercise. You want to work on your upper body strength. And so a trainer hands you a list of all the exercises they want you to do, how often to do it, when to do them. We can create a curriculum like that for ourselves. So maybe your goal is I want to get better at writing dialogue. And so you write out a list of things that will make you better at dialogue. Maybe you read two books about writing dialogue. You have, you ask one author that you know, if you can interview them about how they write dialogue and you listen to three YouTube videos of people speaking on that subject, right? Whatever it is, it can be craft related like dialogue. It could be marketing related. It can be more about your own personal growth as a business owner. So maybe your curriculum is going to be this year, I'm gonna read two business books a month and I want the topics to be about this, this, and that. And you can kind of do some research, come up with that reading list. So whatever it is, you can make a plan for yourself to work towards whatever goal it is that you set. And that can help you really achieve that goal. So let's say that your goal has more to do with word count and time management and productivity. So the curriculum that you set for yourself, I'm not saying your curriculum is gonna be at 7 a.m. I'm gonna do this and at 9 a.m. I'm gonna do that. I'm talking more about how you are training yourself and educating yourself to improve. So maybe that means that you hire a productivity coach. That's an actual thing that actually exists. And you talk to them about how to become more productive. If you don't have a place to start, I really would recommend Becca Syme and the Better Faster Academy. This is for authors. It's all about increasing your productivity based on your specific personality traits and strengths. So that's a place where you can start if you don't know where to go. So maybe that's part of your curriculum. Maybe you also decide that you're gonna listen to an audiobook about time management a month, or you're going to spend 30 days listening to podcasts that have to do with becoming more productive, more prolific. Those are the things that I mean about how you can create a curriculum that's going to support you as you work to achieve your goals. So that covers our topic today. And I want you to know that I am rooting for you and all the goals that you are setting for yourself today, for the month, for the year. And I wish you all the success that the world has to offer you. We'll talk soon.